clock at five. Pass is intercepted at the goal line by Malcolm Butler. Unreal. Rainbows high and deep into the end zone. And it is caught. Caught. Caught for a touchdown. A leaping touchdown catch. Here he goes. He'll be chased and he is caught. 97 yards. Does he get both feet in right here at the end, Jim? What are they going to roll it? He caught it? Touchdown! He did what? He did what? He runs to the 50. He runs to the 40. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. We are seeing another spectacular effort by Marino, who fires. Touchdown! Oh, that's loose. Allen steps up. Jumps over the defenders to pick up the first. Says a prayer. Welcome in to Simultaneous Catch, folks. I am Adam Jeffrey Rossi. And I'm Josh Lavick. We're here for our annual fantasy football draft. Co-managers. Fantasy football draft. Yeah. Co-managers of another team that hopefully doesn't have its first two picks injured by week three, like last year. Uh-huh. Well, you just jinxed it, so it's going to happen now. <laughs> for, for those of you that tuned in last year, Josh and I had uh, – do we have – no, we had the second pick, didn't we? Because we agreed that we would take Saquon Barkley, and then the, they actually – or they took Saquon, Saquon number one, one. And we took Christian McCaffrey and George Kittle with our first two picks. And they we also there. drafted Cortland Sutton. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, three of our first like four or five picks all out. So, yeah, um, we still ended up – we didn't make the playoffs, but we were – I think we were a game out. But we really we really <laughs> competed. I was very proud of us last year. Well, we also got the most out of um, some trades because we got Juju Smith-Schuster's two-touchdown week, week one, then traded him away, got Odo Beckham back, got Odo Beckham's three-touchdown game against Dallas, then traded him away and got – other stuff back for him so we made a lot of really savvy moves last year that i was really proud of but yeah that uh that kind of sucked how it ended <laughs> yeah that's all right so we are here again this year we are doing a co-managed team which is we means we can both officially see what we're doing this year instead of adam just being like oh, i like this and i'm going to tell josh about it on simultaneous catch live yep so we can yep. both monitor things so that'll be good we are in a 12-team half-point PPR league. Uh, the rules have been, or the scoring's been altered slightly. There, It is six points per passing and rushing touchdown. Okay. Uh, so there is no great advantage to having a running quarterback here. That is sometimes a thing. In terms of touchdowns, but the rushing yards is still valuable, of course. But you're right. When oh, you yeah, have rushing. Of course, of course. When you have, when you have guys that are throwing the goal line. You know, for sure. I, we, we've always been on that track where we prefer the four-point-per-touchdown pass so that those quarterbacks are even more valuable. But no one else seems to like that. Yeah, I don't know why, man. So, we are – yeah, it's weird. You're picking 10th 
overall out of 12, so we are near the end of the turn. We've already seen something really strange. Yes. Uh, in, in, the, <laughs> in the fantasy app, or how is this, uh, server format? I don't know what you want to call it. What, what do you call a sleeper? It's an app. It doesn't really matter. Yeah. It's an app. Yeah. It is, uh, you can trade picks. Uh, which is not something that you can do in other formats that I've found. So the person that was 12th moved up to 4. The person at 4 moved back to 12, but there was no payment to do so. They just completely swapped drafts, which I had obviously never seen anything like that. I thought when he he said he had a trade to go up to 4, I was like, oh, he's going to trade like his second. Right pick or something but and they, they just, just completely swap positions yeah so before we start uh because we still have a couple minutes before we start i just want to ask you why even if that is, is if that's is that something that you would ever want to do and if not put yourself in the shoes of somebody that would want to do that and tell me why i mean i like the i, I mean i understand the idea of of liking certain draft positions i don't love being at 10 uh, we'll talk a little bit once the draft starts about our strategies, but I mean, I, it's just weird to me. I don't. I, I used to be super into draft pick trading, um, and after our experiences this summer with some of the drafts that we did that took like hours between picks, it, I'm just so <laughs> frustrated with it. Um, but yeah, I don't think I would we really. Did, we did certainly get into a couple more slow drafts than I've ever been in, and I hate it. It's the worst. But Before last year, I'd never been in a slow draft. Right? No, and I we did a one. I I did a a dynasty startup last year that literally took over a week because it was. There, I mean, there was like I mean, they're huge rosters too, but um, yeah. So no, I don't think it's something that I would have been like, oh, I want to do this. Um, but it is interesting. I have cert- we've certainly never seen anything like that before. That's for sure. Well, we're under a, we're under a minute here. We are under a minute away. There is two minutes per pick. Good, on thank this. God. Right. It was it was a large thing that we had to make sure it was a regular, not slow draft, so that way we could go live and talk about it. I did have like, I did. Well, guys, here's our day three of. <laughs> I did have the thought uh, before we got on. I was like, we confirmed that this was a, a two minute draft, right? Because I was like, oh my gosh, we're gonna be able to commentate on the first two picks, and that's it. <laughs> They're gonna be like, it's on the clock right, for the next so- twenty three hours. <laughs> Say, Adam, you have been talking about this strategy you're saying at 10. I feel like you personally gave me off air a little bit of insight into it, but uh, why don't yes. you so, explain here what, what you're thinking? So everybody knows, if you've listened to the show before and heard me talk fantasy, that I think the tight end position is by far the most important position in fantasy football. It's just the disparity between the top couple of the top tier echelon of players and the rest of them is so vast. So when you can lock in one of those guys every week, I feel like it's such a competitive advantage. So my thought was that we would try to take Travis Kelsey at 10, who's been the number one tight end for four straight years by a decent margin. Um, and I think that, that, that that's, you know, you go Kelsey, and then we have four picks later, another pick, and then we see what running backs are there and just go Kelsey and best running back available. Um Especially now that we're in a, uh, where we're in an NFL where running backs are devalued so much, you know, 
we can't we can't do the whole we, wide receiver wide receiver wide receiver thing. You the have clock to get is backs. going. Christian McCaffrey has already been picked. Sorry to cut you off. Just surprise, surprise. Date. So yes, I I'm not opposed to taking Kelsey at ten. I hear what you're saying. Uh, there goes Dalvin Cook at two. Calvin Kamara at three. Standard three picks. Standard this, three picks. Yes. Here comes our guy that traded up to four. So I will say this. Uh, after you talked to me about that, I dug and did a little research. Okay. Because I started thinking just for fun, just to talk about this scenario since we have a couple minutes. Are you also watching the draft right now? I just pulled it up, yeah. Okay, because I'm not technically in the page right now. All right, I'm looking but, at it. So last year... Travis Kelsey had 105, the best season by a tight end in history. 105 catches, 1,400 yards, 11 touchdowns. I was thinking for fun, what if on the 14th pick, as we came around, what if you just cornered the tight end market and went him and Darren Waller, who last year had 107 catches, 9 touchdowns, 1,200 yards. Both were tied with 145 targets, which is something that I think is important. That is tied for fourth, respectively, in the league. Both those tight ends. That is fascinating. Uh, so uh, Derek Henry and Ezekiel both went back to back there, and for some reason the draft was just paused. Uh. <laughs> oh, well, fun. Gives us time to talk about that crazy scenario. I've never seen anything done like that ever. But that is, I'm talking about those targets, that's important because, like I said, Stefan Diggs led the league with 166. Yeah. D Hop with 160. Then Devontae Adams with his huge year only. I don't want to say only because it's 149. And then you have those two tight ends with 145 apiece. Oh, shoot. They're, they paused the draft because apparently the ridiculousness of trading the picks didn't work. And so... The thing of trading picks didn't work. Yeah, so... Oh, yeah, Jay. There's That's what they're saying right now. But regardless, I, that is an interesting thought. Um, we're, we Our flex spot can flex another tight end, right? That is correct. Yeah. See the, the and I I get wary of of something like that where the rest of our positions will be really weak, you know. But I don't hate the idea. Um, I also don't sure. think no, that. I'm not saying. I don't. I'm sorry. I also lied. They were six in the league, not fifth. Oh, okay. Me. Okay. Um, I'm not saying do we actually do that. Keenan Allen was fifth with 147. But I mean, it is interesting. If you're thinking about trying to secure that, that would drastically weaken the other people's draft boards in True. that specific position. True, for sure. And I'm it's just something because I was. I'm sorry, I keep talking over you. No, you're fine. Go ahead. The draft just, resumed. You you came with me. The draft is back on. Aaron Jones goes at uh, six. That's fun. That's sooner I than like I've seen that. him go before. That's where I took him in the last draft I did. Um, so no wide receiver taken yet because I was saying to you again off air, I've really fallen later in this fantasy season, uh, drafting period. I've really fallen in love with Darren Waller for reasons that I think their offensive line has gotten weakened. They didn't keep John Brown. They obviously lost Nelson Aguilar, which is a ton of targets, not only in the field, but it was something like 16 red zone targets. Running backs continue to go. Nick Chubb and Saquon Barkley are gone. Well, in, uh, well, in, next. In, a, in a league where it's half-point PPR, not full-point PPR, uh, wide receivers are, are divided a little bit. Um, so I can kind of understand that. But I am surprised that eight running backs went. I do feel like the all right, Austin, there goes Austin Eckler. We nine, are so we're on the clock. clock. So in theory, we could take... Any wide receiver we wanted, 
um, where we can do the, the go the Travis Kelsey route. I like Jonathan Taylor. I just feel like I don't want to take him here. Um, he might be available if we swing back around on, with the third pick in the second round. What do you feel here? See, I'm actually really curious about that because I feel like it might go the other way where Kelsey could still potentially be there. Okay. But let's go. Let's 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 do our your thing. I'm gonna trust you here. Gonna, okay. Uh, gonna divvy it up. We're gonna take Travis Kelsey I with our, our tenth I overall love, pick. I love it. I just think that, and so again, we have. We'll see. We'll see what happens for sure as the draft continues and what where the board falls. I just, I just feel like we we don't have. There's something else that this buys you when you when you lock in a tight end like Kelsey, who's gonna be at worst the number two or three tight end, but probably the number one because it's just that offense. But when you lock there that, goes Hill. there goes Tyreek Hill, first wide receiver off the board. But when you do that, it also buys us an extra roster spot because we don't have to be streaming tight ends and adding and dropping. It's Travis Kelsey's locked in, you know what I mean? Except for their one bye week, and so uh, Jonathan Taylor did just go. Um, so I just feel so secure knowing that we don't have to be scouring the waiver wire every week to play matchups. Kelsey's gonna be our guy every week, and I just I like that security. Yeah, no, sure. That makes sense. All, All right, right, we're back so on the clock. DeAndre Hopkins went, Joe Mixon. So we're looking at the the three big names, Devontae Adams, Najee Harris, and Stefan Diggs. Um, what are your thoughts? I don't think you go necessarily wrong with any of those. I, You know I love Harris. I've not gotten him in any draft uh, just because I, I haven't swung that way. You know, I think either way with Adams or Diggs, you're going to go, like I said, that was the number – one and three respectively in targets well i will say this because we don't have a ton of time i do like harris i just feel like it's such a risk to take a rookie like that this early we saw what happened with Clyde edwards last year who was good but he disappointed because everybody took him this high um i as much as i just talked up how valuable running backs are there are a couple that i like later that i think could hit so i think it'd be awesome to start with kelsey and in an Adams or a Diggs, guys that we all know are reliable and consistent every week. All right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go because we're running out of time. We don't want to take too much time off these other guys. I'm gonna say I want to go with Devonte Adams. I love it. Yeah, and we just just we, right, we, so we just picked probably the top two players at their each respective positions, and that's awesome. And not a lot of other people can so say I, that. Yeah, no, I will say this. You're absolutely correct about that. That is very very true. Uh, I am not down on Buffalo by any means. Oh, we are on pause again. I don't know why, but that gives us time to catch up and, and chat. Yeah, absolutely. So I will, like I said, I'm not down on Buffalo at all, but I think there was a lot of times last year when the connection was just, I, I expect some gradual regression from Stefan Diggs. Not huge, but I don't think it's going to be as monstrous quite necessarily. That's an interesting, uh, especially an, maybe. That's an interesting. Maybe point. now that we've, they maybe defenses will look at Diggs a little bit differently because he's always been a respected wide receiver, but he never blew up the way he did in Buffalo. Well, so we'll see if that continues. I think he's still going to be great, but I, I don't know if he's going to lead the league in in targets and catches. It's, it's interesting that you said that for sure. I know that Buffalo wants to try to be a little bit more balanced, but they're definitely not a team that's that's afraid to like they're going to throw it fifty times and they think that's how they're going to win. But oh, sure. it's interesting that you would think that when I feel like a lot of people are talking about Diggs having an even bigger year because they have time to work together where they didn't have that last year. Um, now, I don't I, I agree with you. I don't really see him having, you know, 1500 yards again. I think it'll be more 
evenly spread because I do think guys like Gabriel Davis will have a big year. I think Emmanuel Sanders being there is huge, especially after seeing the first-team offense work for the first half of that last preseason game. It seemed that he was going to be a big piece of the offense. And guys like Isaiah McKenzie who have, you know, over time become bigger bigger parts of the passing offense as well. So, yeah, I, I, I'm kind of with you on that, whereas I think that Adams is just going to have another monster year. Yeah, and I, I think, obviously, I will say this now going over because, obviously, Buffalo is your team. Green Bay is mine. Devontae Adams is more likely than not going to also have a touchdown regression. Right. He's not going to score 18 touchdowns. Have... Exactly. But just the connection between him and Rodgers, and obviously Josh Allen is is proving to be something special. But I would rather, when we're at this point of the draft, go with the very very proven consistency that those two have in their chemistry versus something we'll have to see if it translates absolutely. again in that magical way absolutely and the reality is that we have now started started the draft in a different way than i've almost ever started a draft before because i'm always the take four running backs at all times kind of guy <laughs> um and now here we have taken a tight end and then the number one receiver that we assume a lot a lot of people think that tyree kill is the number one receiver uh we'll see what happens um but, yeah, so it'll be interesting where we get now with our next pick because we're in that territory of uh, will there be a running back that we deem worthy and or, you know what I mean, I, I don't want to – it's an interesting position when you go don't go running back with your first two picks because then you're forced into do I reach because I need a running back or do I just keep letting the board fall my way? Because there are guys later that I like. I know we both like Damian Harris. Um I am much higher on Devin Singletary than I was a little bit ago yeah. with how he performed in the preseason. Uh, you know, and there's guys later like that that can definitely play uh, and might end up being boom, but there's questions about them like there is about every, you know, late-round player. Um, but I definitely do feel better about those late-round options than I, I did earlier in the year. Yeah, no, this is obviously we have a entire round to go to get back to us to 10 we are now in the third round of three two this is actually in my opinion the hardest point in the draft because there's a lot of people as we get to like four or six or five six seven that i i really like uh but here is the point where i get to be like eh, i don't know what to do here so this is gonna be I, really really fast i will say a fun thing that has happened and this is the first time in any draft i've done this season that patrick mahomes wasn't taken in the first two rounds say yeah He's always Maybe gone in the first two rounds. Try trading up. <laughs> <laughs> get that stack with the tight end. <laughs> That'd be interesting, but... Uh, at this point, if... Uh, he's not going to, but if Patrick Mahomes filled a 310, I would... I would. He's he's ours, buddy, just so you know. Well, that's... I but mean, anyways, I mean that's, that's after a we, nasty combo to have every week. <laughs> after we took out... Uh, Devontae Adams, Najee Harris went, followed by Stefan Diggs. We had a couple running backs, Clyde Edwards, Alaire, and Antonio Gibson. Have the other two of the big three tight ends, Darren Waller and George Kittle gone. There goes James Robinson. That is early that I've seen him being taken, um, but that's a really smart move. I've always been interested to see. He's definitely moved up the board. I mean, he was a guy that I was super high on. We both were uh, before ETN was drafted, and then everybody kind of fell off of them, and I still thought there was definitely value in him. Like, I tried to acquire him, and couple of our dynasty leagues i thought there would still be valuable in him uh as like a flex play even at sometimes but now he's definitely super valuable they want to run the football in jacksonville yeah i mean definitely kind of bringing uh 
Urban Meyer over, having your rookie and Trevor Lawrence for as great as he's performed in college. You want to have a strong running game. So I James will, Robinson lit the world on fire last year. and so. Yeah, I will say this. Um, barring the insanity that Patrick Mahomes would fall to us at 310, um, what is your opinion on running back like Miles Sanders this year? So I don't. Miles Sanders is obviously a player that you and I have really loved throughout his career uh, early on, but I don't. I don't know. Has it always necessarily translated to fantasy? And I know some people. I just saw on Good Morning Football this morning they were talking about Sanders. And they were like, "Is Sanders going to lead the the division in uh, rushing?" And then they're like, "He could be last because of all the great running backs that they have there." And right. I feel like a lot of people are down on him. I'm nervous. I don't know. I really like his talent, but I, I also read something about. Uh, a large portion of his production last year came on like three gigantic like breakaway plays. He had like three yard rushes of like eighty yards. Yeah, he certainly has that uh, that big play uh, capability in him. So yeah, I don't know what what, what what's your opinion on that? Yeah, I I've warmed up on Sanders recently. I think last year what was I in like sixteen leagues? Uh, this year I'm only in ten. <laughs> um, but in my last couple one, in my last couple ones, I have taken Miles Sanders a couple of times, and I kind of like it. I think, buddy, that, I oh my god, Patrick Mahomes, Pat Mahomes is, is sitting here. All right, well then let's just I, do it. This is fun. We do that. This is so much fun. Yeah. So the, I've never had Pat Mahomes on a team, but I think right now we lock down potentially the number one tight end, the number one quarterback, and the number one wide receiver. I mean, you're absolutely right, and it's again, this is so different than what either of us normally do because. Like I said, Patrick Mahomes is a guy, and I, you know, I talk about the fantasy footballers on here a lot. They were the ones that kind of planted the seed of the take that take Travis Kelsey the first round thing because of how valuable it is. And then they had a serious discussion about Mahomes and about how valuable it is to have a guy that you know is going to be top three. And they said they they posed the question because they are notorious for being the don't take a quarterback until like rounds eight plus. Uh, but they said the round where they would consider taking him was like the end of the third. If he was there, that they would smash the, the end of the. I've never seen Patrick Mahomes fall to the end of the third. Absolutely, round. no. I'm, you're right. I'm ecstatic about this. Talking about what we just talked about, this being a six point touchdown passing league, because he can also run. He's not immobile. If he gets down there, he can scramble. Some around of his best, stuff. some of his best plays have been with his feet. So I think. Talking similar to how you were talking about Kelsey, also not having to, we don't need to carry another quarterback. Right, absolutely not. We just locked up, and again, the positional flexibility. Our bench can be as many dart throws as we want it to be. We don't have to have a backup at either of those two positions because we have possibly two of the best. So yeah, I absolutely with you. It's uh, it's pretty fun. Like I said, we've never, I've never done this before. So. <laughs> Yeah, no, this is unlike any draft I've ever had. And so it's, so it's now making me smile hard. So now, do we look at taking one of these running backs that I don't really love any of them? But we'll get into territory here where it's gonna be like, oh, we don't have any running backs. I don't know how you feel yeah, about this it. This is this is mildly scary for us. Uh, two running backs just went: Miles Sanders and Daryl Henderson. I do so wish. Right now we're looking at the list of DeAndre Swift. Yeah, um, I love Gaskin. Uh, if he could fall back to us. That'd be a slam dunk of a pick, but just with having our entire turn around, I don't know. I do have mixed feelings on some of these wide receivers. Uh, I don't know. I what what do you think right now? Yeah, it's hard because you're right. I don't love all the options here. Um, I want to love DeAndre Swift, but I'm just I I just don't 
trust the Lions a lot. I'm not quite as high as Gaston as you are. Like, the running backs that I really like on the board would be, like, Javante Williams and Mostert, and obviously Damon Harris, and all those guys will be there in the next two rounds. So I don't think we would have to. All right, then let's get off the running back then and go to wide receiver. We're looking at Chris Chris Godwin, Amari Cooper, Julio Jones. Robert Woods is a gigantic heart of a fantasy for me right now. Yeah. I'm taking him... In, in most drafts I have, it's a really favorable schedule. Uh, I, I'm I'm really high on him this year. What what are your opinions? Well, then, fifty the, seconds. Then I, I I I do really like Woods. Are you are you out? Are you kind of out on Amari Cooper? I don't know. It's it's it's. I'm I'm nervous about Amari Cooper. I do okay. think C D Lamb is going to become the number one guy there. Okay. Well, then I think the best play is Robert Woods. I think he's a safe. You know, we've got all these boom players with Kelsey, Mahomes, right, and Adams. All right, we're going to go with Robert Woods. Yeah, it's a, I think it's a great pick. It's a safe pick. It's a guy that we know is going to have, you know, he's going to catch five balls every game because it's just he's that kind of player. And that's his, and so obviously it's not, a full, it's not a full point PPR league, but it, it's still valuable. I'll, I'll switch over since we have a little bit of time on the turn. I will say come back over to the stats here that I have. Uh, Robert Woods last year had 90 catches for 936 yards, six touchdowns. That's something on 129 targets. I think that target number can slightly increase. I think so can his catch radius because uh, you know he, he's good. He runs really crisp routes where I think it's going to mesh well with Stafford. Yeah. And I expect him to catch more than six touchdowns this year. I, I, I would agree with that too. Kind of I- similar – we were talking about how like Adams isn't going to catch eighteen, yeah. or maybe maybe Kelsey doesn't get eleven, but I think six is a really no, comfortable floor to increase. There's absolutely going to be positive touchdown regression for Robert Woods this year, and they're going to throw the ball more. I mean, I know that they just traded for Sony Michelle, and uh, they like Daryl Henderson, who is banged up a little bit though. But their running back room is kind of scarce right now. They're going to throw the ball more. They has Matt Stafford. Sean McVay is going to roll him out of the pocket and get him on the move and Robert Woods is king of the crossing route so yeah I mean I think he absolutely yeah. is going to have a, a, a pretty big year I'm, I'm high on both of the Rams receivers I think both of them are going to be be pretty I think they both have a chance to both be top 15 so as Cooper Cup did also just go off the board so Miles Gaskin also we are went. Definitely the most. Miles Gaskin just went. Uh, we are by far the most diverse team right now. Yep, <laughs> yep. I, it's so funny because all the on the sleeper app for those of you who've never used it, you know, it's all color coordinated. So all running backs are green, wide receivers are blue, uh, tight ends are like this yellow, orange, goldish color, and then uh, quarterbacks are a pinkish color, and it's just like all green and blue. And then our team is us. is just <laughs> all over the place. It's pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> Although they're like you said, the the big three tight ends are all gone, and Josh Allen was also taken two picks after we took Mahomes. So, do you feel like here's the time where we can kind of have a down moment, right? Do you feel like Josh Allen went there because we took Pat Mahomes, and that person was like, "Oh dang, like quarterbacks are going." Um, let me check something real quick. Okay, I didn't know if they. I I thought maybe they were the team that took Diggs too. Uh, no, I mean. There is always the tilt that happens in a draft when, you know, you're looking at a guy. I I definitely feel like that person was looking at, oh, Mahomes is still there. I will take Mahomes. So maybe it affected it a little bit, but I feel like, you know, possibly they were going quarterback no matter what. Um, 
But like you said, when we both said, I've never seen a draft this year or even last year where Mahomes wasn't in the top two rounds. So incredible yeah, that he I fell mean, to the I bottom think, of the third round. I think it's a round. great stack. Bottom of the third, and we're stacking him with his favorite target. Yep. So every time Mahomes to Kelsey in the end zone happens this year, our team gets 12 points. That's pretty awesome. That That's game. <laughs> that's fantasy shifting right there. Yes, absolutely. That just gives you such a – and with him and with a player like Woods, we just have such – our floor is already way higher than half these teams in this league because those are just guys that always produce. There's no question about it. <clears throat> but now we have to see what comes back to us at running back because I think we're kind of forced into it now. Uh, yeah, we're definitely this. This list is a little bit scary. So you mentioned the name Javante Williams, the rookie. I love Javante uh, Williams. Second round pick to Denver. Uh, he had a story just come out 11 minutes ago that Vic Vangio expressed confidence in Williams on Monday, saying, we're not at all against playing him in any situation in any time of the game. Love it. So that's uh, high praise from, from your, your head coach there. Uh, tell me your thoughts on him. He was your favorite running back coming out of, yeah. out of college this year. And we talked about it, and you did express your concern about the broken tackle numbers, but I just... It was so good to see him run in the preseason. And it just, I know that I don't think Melvin Gordon really played at all in the preseason, so he got all the work. But running with that first team offense, it was just he, it, his explosions there, his wiggles there. He broke a couple nice tackles. I just really think that he's going to start off with a role. And that by at the very latest midway through the season, it's going to be Javante Williams' role. Like, I, I, I've always liked Melvin Gordon, and I still think he has. Uh, a role to play on the offense. Uh, we talked about that, I think, on an episode before, too. I think he'll start off the year as the third down back as well with his receiving prowess. But Javante can just do it all. And in this league, you normally ride the young running back as much as you can because they don't last very long. Sure. So uh, we're starting to see a mini run on quarterbacks. We also saw Kyle Pitts finally come off the board near the end of the fourth round. Uh, Kyler Murray and Lamar Jackson, the running quarterbacks, just went uh, near the end of the fourth round as well. We are getting ready to come into the fifth here. Everybody knows so my affinity. Is... Everybody knows my affinity for the Falcons being my NFC team, and I love Kyle Pitts. But I wouldn't. That's just way too early for Kyle Pitts. The I. I no rookie tight end has ever had a fantasy viable season before. Ever. People are saying Kyle Pitts is going to have the best rookie season by a tight end ever. And even if he did, that still wouldn't <laughs> be better than like the top seven or eight tight ends last year. That's what I'm saying. Is he absolutely could, and I think he probably will, but it still wouldn't be fourth round pick worthy, in my opinion. And I, this is me, like I just said, that we we it's not even a joke anymore. The Falcons are my NFC team, and I love Kyle Pitts. I picked them to win the division. They're like a plus one thousand to win the division. <laughs> um, but I just I don't see him being a, a fourth round pick worthy kind of player. That's all. Very, very fair. Very fair. Another Atlanta player to just go, Mike Davis, who's really moved up Mike the board. He's really moved up the board in the last couple of months. Well, you know, Atlanta obviously signed him to – it looked like he was going to be their guy. A lot of people were wondering if they were going to bring somebody else in. Uh, I think they've like kicked the tires on some stuff. Like, 
uh, Donta Foreman and and whatnot, but nothing seemed to stick. So it, it's looking like it's Mike Davis's gig until he loses it. Yeah, I mean he got he signed that two year five point five million dollar contract, and you know there's guys like Cordero Patterson who will be involved with the offense. They still have Quadrant Olson there, but most of their rookies were jettisoned off. They were didn't make the final fifty three. So yeah, they were definitely making some moves at the running back position. But yeah, Mike Davis is gonna is gonna be the guy, and he looked pretty good in Carolina last year. Some guys taking a little bit longer with their picks. <laughs> there goes Adam Thielen. So Adam Thielen is a player that I have not drafted at all this year. I think because I feel like Adam Thielen's viability last year he did really really well, but he caught like fourteen or fifteen touchdowns. Yeah, he had fourteen on like touchdowns. Targets on like. 80 catches and i just think that's a huge a huge red flag i, I mean he's pretty great he's always been pretty great in the red zone but you're right like that's where his viability came i don't even think he had a thousand yards i remember talking about him a couple years ago i think it was our first year on the show that was like the when he had the streak of like 100 yard games and, yep uh definitely a player that we both really respect but one that i have not had any urge to touch in fantasy this year yeah, and I like I said, I really like him, but he had one, two, three, four games with two touchdowns last year. Great, great wet red zone weapon, absolutely is. But there were one, two, three, four, five, six games where he didn't have a touchdown, and in all six of those games, he failed to crack ten fantasy points. So it's yeah, it's it's absolutely touchdown dependent for Thielen and a guy like Justin Jefferson, who I think was taken in the second round in this draft, is going to be or actually the third round and the third excuse me third round of this draft is going to be the focal point and he's just going to continue to grow. So, so okay, we're we're, so we're nearing our pick Kareem here. Kareem Hunt just went. Yeah. So right now, looking at what other teams have done, they're pretty much all they all have two wide receivers and two running backs uh, except for one person the person on the clock right now who took Kyle Pitts they have two running backs so they can still obviously take them for their flex positions but we're probably going to get a crack at one of these running backs so uh, I'll tell you the so three DeAndre Swift still there I'll tell you the three that, that which I, I think is pretty surprising go ahead sorry no I agree I'll tell you the three that I that I would draft here Swift would be one of them especially because he would have fallen to the bottom of the fifth uh Javante Williams of course we just talked about and I still would take Raheem Mostert. I don't know how you feel about uh, Mostert's role, but I think especially this year, you know, they reworked his contract for him to be the starter. Uh, looked really good in this preseason finale, and I just think that he's going to start the year as the guy, and I think he'll still be great for at least one more year until Trey Sermon, you know, takes over. But I think that the situation in San Francisco is a little bit different than the situation in Denver where Sermon was sort of a later third-round pick, and Denver, with Javante, traded up in the second round traded up to, to get, get Javante Williams. So I still think Mostert has, has, a, has a hold on the role there, so I wouldn't mind him either. But I do think yeah, we could no, end up that, getting. I do end up th- think we can end up getting two of those three guys with our next two picks. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I am not. Russell Wilson just went, uh, so we are still. We are now uh, six picks away from our pick. And every person, every person who picks before us already has two running backs. 
So you never know Correct. what you never yeah. know what could happen. As Mark Andrews just went off Mark the board, Andrews just went. Um, you never know so, what could happen, but I it looks know. good. I know you were talking about Swift. I don't want to say he's going to fall here, but this could also where value hits the pavement. I don't know. I mean, Anthony Lynn came over to Detroit. I think they're going to want to pound the ball. I think they're going to. There, I read a stat a couple of days ago that as close as to maybe two years ago, he his team's led running back targets thrown. Swift, I think, I don't know. I mean, this is this is kind of getting scary because he is not a player that I've obviously, I have not wanted to target a lot, but usually he's going in the first three rounds. I have Swift in one league, and it's only because I drafted, because I've everybody knows how much I love Calvin Ridley, and we talked about the Falcons a little bit, so I've taken him a lot in second rounds of of. Uh, leagues and one league I ended up taking him and then back to back I think I took DK Metcalf or something so I was weak at running back and it was the same position he fell to the late at into the fifth round and that's where I took him and I only have him in that one league but it was more of a you know the value is too good to pass him up now I will say there are reports that he's questionable for week one uh, with a growing injury and growing injuries really worry me sometimes because Sometimes those can linger for a really long time. Sure. Yeah, no, that I, that's probably why he's falling thus far. Um, one name that you didn't throw out there at all that I'm just curious to your thoughts, and I'm not saying I want to take him, but it is Gus Edwards of Baltimore. Obviously, J.K. Dobbins went down. Uh, Justice Hill just went down today. Uh, so Ooh, they're auditioning running backs. He did. Justice Hill is is on IR. He's out for the season. Shoot. So they brought in names like Le'Veon Bell, uh uh, uh, Devonte Freeman. I did see the Le'Veon Bell uh, stuff. So, but you're you're not interested in, in a Gus Edwards? No, in I that run first. No, offense? I do really love Gus Edwards. I feel like um, I'm interested to see. There goes Swift. So okay, we can yeah. we can wash our hands of worrying about that. <laughs> yeah, I do like Edwards. I'm honest. I'm going to be honest with you. I wouldn't hate here, and it's up to you on most certain Javante, but I wouldn't hate also taking like Gus and Damian Harris. You know what I mean? Like I, I like I like these running backs. They're obviously not first round picks, but I think they could end up being super valuable. It's our pick. Okay, TJ Hogginson just went, so we are on the clock. So we're probably looking at those running back positions. We have Gus Edwards, Javante Williams. You were talking about Harris. So rank rank uh, Chase Edmonds is still on the board. So rank Williams, Moster and Edwards right now. Like what, what would you rank those three? In terms of you want, I'd probably go in the order that I personally want. I, I feel like I would roll with Gus the Bus, okay. Javante Williams, and Moster. Let's take let's take um, Gus Edwards then. I like that pick, and then hope that right. one, and then hope that Javante or Moster comes back to us on the turn. All right, so I will say this. Uh, obviously, we don't have a ton of picks between us. But if, if we were targeting a Moster, I feel pretty confident in maybe rolling the dice. If we if we click over to wide receiver, uh, if, if we're looking at a couple wide receivers here that I really like, although there is one that I would like to target in the seventh round if we didn't go that way. But there's some names I really, really love here. Uh, Deontay Johnson, I think, is a super targeted wide receiver. And maybe we're talking half-point PPR, not as valuable. But I think his drop his drop's going to come down this year. And that's something that hurt him last year. But we saw him targeted a ton in the preseason. I think he's one of Big Ben's favorite targets. I agree with I that. Think it's worth talking, I think it's worth talking about. Potentially. No, I, no we're, I agree with we're that. Thin at wide, we're thin at running back. 
But if we're feeling this flex, do we continue to get guys that are going to be productive instead of going for something we need? No, that's a good something point. To think about. No, that's really, really a good point. I, uh, d- 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 he's one of my. Okay, well, he just went. Oh, okay, I was gonna say he's one of my favorite players. So. <laughs> Back to back wide receivers that I loved. Oh, there goes Williams. Okay, okay. So, do you like Mostert or Harris better? What are your thoughts on that? There goes Chase Edmonds. So we have the pick of those two uh, right now. The top guys. I'm. I find it really interesting that Trey Sermon is rated so highly with Deontay Harris, Ronald Jones, Raheem Mostert. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it, it's really risky. Both. So we're probably rolling out Jimmy G. Week one probably hasn't officially been announced. We know New England has Mac Jones, but they also have so many running backs. They do have a lot of running backs. I don't know. This is this is kind of scary for me. Or do you I, not I like do either think, of them? No, I, I really like both of them for the value that we're getting right now. We need to continue getting our running backs. Uh, I have some things that I'd like to target later. I don't know. I'm really conflicted right now. I I don't know. Who it's, do we? What do you think? Who do we think is guaranteed to be more involved? Because in my mind, uh, I think they're both similar positions. But in my mind, Harris is more guaranteed because I think they're going to run more of that two tight end, one running back set in New England, and so he'll get most of that work. Although the issue with Harris is touchdowns because he's not really going to get a lot of goal line work. That no. We'll see what happens, but last year it was Cam. This year it might be Ramondre Stevenson. We don't know. Uh, I guess you, you want to roll with Harris? Yeah, let's take Damian Harris. I like Damian Harris. All right, there we go. He has a nice, he has a nice smile in this picture. So, Well, yeah, that's the, there it is. We had to take him. It was meant to be. <laughs> so right now I think our team is looking – it's obviously a little scary at running back, but, you know – we have Patrick Mahomes at quarterback, Gus Edwards and Damian Harris as our running backs, Devontae Adams and Robert Woods as our wide receivers, and Travis Kels as our tight end. This is the weirdest draft that I've ever done. <laughs> <laughs> so we're seeing a second wave of running backs going. Raheem Moser just went, so I would have been wrong uh, if, if something had happened. So I'm glad that we got a guy. Yeah, he's another guy that's moved up the boards a lot, I think, especially after people saw him in that final preseason game and and how fresh and explosive he looked. Because uh, obviously he was injured last year, so I think a lot of people forgot how great he was the year before. You know, especially he had that. Didn't he score five touchdowns against Green Bay in the title game two years ago? Something like that. Yeah, it was something it was disgusting. disgusting. Raheem Mostert is a. This has nothing to do with fantasy, but. Uh, a couple years ago, I remember when I was driving to Philadelphia for my school orientation, Raheem Mostert was like fourth on the depth chart of the Niners running back room, and he came on to Sirius XM's NFL station and was like just talking, and I was like, this guy. And it was cool <laughs> to see him kind of become the guy. That is one of my favorite things in, in sports in general, but especially football where you're kind of following guys that are lower on the depth chart, and you're like, oh, I kind of like this person, and then they become good and it's kind of cool to you know it's like when you discover an underground artist and then all of a sudden they become popular and you're like i knew them before it's really cool yeah i've been listening to them since 2018 what there goes i was making a joke it doesn't matter oh shoot there goes jerry judy i love jerry judy 
That was a late round fantasy uh, heart of yours last year. Say that again. That was a late round heart of yours last year. It was, yes. Uh, I do think that Jerry Judy obviously struggled last year with some drops, but there was also some struggle at the quarterback position where Drew Locke was missing a lot of open receivers, and they decided to go with Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, yeah, if you pay any attention to the show, you'll notice that half of Adam's breakouts or rookie picks were either cut or hurt. So... <laughs> <laughs> um, not doing so hot, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I I do think that the addition of Teddy Bridgewater bringing more stability to that that passing game most likely uh, is probably pretty good for Jerry Judy. I do think so. I think he's a really crisp route runner, which is going to line up right with what Teddy Bridgewater does, and I think that is going to to pay off well. I like that wide receiver pick in the sixth round. Denver's a really sneaky team. You know, I, I think that Denver has a chance to surprise some people this year. We we were high on them last year, buying buying the second-year breakout for Drew Locke, which obviously didn't happen. But the rest of that team is, is pretty locked in. They have a really good team. All right, let's take a look at this now. Let's see what's going on here. These people still on the clock. 20 seconds left. Yep, still on the clock. We are taking our sweet time. There goes Dak Prescott, who is going to be opening Thursday Night Football for us in a couple of days without guard Zach Martin. We'll talk about that on the episode this week, though, before uh, our kickoff. Yeah, that definitely is uh, interesting. Um, I think we we know for sure Dak's playing, right? <laughs> uh, unless something totally weird happens. But yeah, he's been okay, yeah, uh, full participant back at practices and whatnot. So yeah, I just read that. It's there like goes Chase Claypool. Oh, your 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 app is a little bit ahead of me. Oh, that's kind of weird. Yeah, that is weird. Well, my phone's about to die, and I have it on low power mode, so I. Uh, well, you got to plug that thing in, man. There's not a plug near me. I don't want to get up. Anyway, um. <laughs> So, what are we hoping falls to us here? What are we looking at that we're hoping? I know it's early yet. We still have pretty much a full round before it gets back to us. But what are we looking at that we're thinking, oh, man, if they could fall to us, similar to how we said, you know, if Patrick Mahomes makes it to the end of the third round and did. Yeah, that's still uh, – I can't. Uh, uh, There's still – I. Now that we've got our, our running backs, that we at least have uh, players to play, which I think is important. I'm kind of going back to the wide receivers. There's some names I really, really love here. Uh, going back to the other Pittsburgh wide receiver I like, I convinced you to draft him last year, J- Juju Smith-Schuster. And a name that I really emerge, it's not a player I love, but it's a player I love for fantasy football and production, is Robbie Anderson. I think him coming back and having that Darnold connection. Robbie Anderson had a, a much more solid year last year than I would have ever given him credit for. Uh, 95 catches, almost 1,100 yards, three touchdowns, and that's a number that I expect to go up. Yep. But he was also targeted 136 times, so that's up there uh, with with some of those really high numbers. So and that's it, a, and a it name was that I could definitely see. Sam Darnold's favorite target when, when he was with New York, that's where – uh, Robbie Anderson had his breakout, and I've been a Sam Donald defender for a very long time, and it's not just because I'm in North Carolina now. I I think that I think the Panthers, I think I think Sam Donald and Robbie Anderson are gonna be pretty good this year. I think that 
that team is also going to be a team that's going to be really hard to beat. Uh, so that's definitely a name to watch out. Uh, like I said, I have never really been the biggest Robbie Anderson fan, but uh, after looking at it, I had to kind of step back and, and put away some prejudice glasses of not liking a kid out of Temple. Not Temple. Um, I can't remember where he went. Uh, for some reason, I don't know why. I've always been like, uh, this guy. But he is definitely better than I have given him credit for. Okay. And I think Curtis Samuel is out of town. Obviously, they drafted some young guys. They had uh, Terrace Marshall and, and Shai Smith they added there. But I think Robbie Anderson's going to be a pretty definitive number one guy. Definitely need to watch for as we get near the back end of the seven here. Well, for one, I'm surprised that Devonta Smith went as early as he did in the sixth round. Uh, I've seen him go much later. Rookies tend to have a tough time, although in the last couple of years, rookie wide receivers have actually been pretty darn good. Uh, my other question here, though, is how late do people wait to draft Michael Thomas? Obviously, Having the injury situation. That is a name that is falling. He, was, he is on the pup list, yep, so he's he going to miss six weeks. He was going to miss at least six weeks. Um, and they have a bye week, I think, week six. So he could come back uh, week seven, October 25th on Monday Night Football. Uh, could be something. Correct, yep. could, be, could be a move that uh, ends up being league swinging. Or it could be a guy that is, you know, sometimes that happens and the injury lingers and they never play. So I'm just interested to see how Lady Falls and when you and I would look at the name and say, I guess we have to take him. Yeah, that that is is super interesting. Uh, it, it is scary to obviously not have a guy for the first six weeks, but I think with looking at Devontae Adams, Robert Woods, we don't need a, a wide receiver, that barring injury, that we're going to have to plug in there. So um, it, it definitely could come into play that we want him for, for the final push. Yeah, it could be. I'm trying to think of a Antonio Brown, Cortland Sutton, and Tom Brady just went. Nice. That's really early, in my opinion, for Antonio Brown. I'm kind of surprised by that move, right? Antonio there. Brown's an interesting player, obviously, because last year he joined the team very late, so we don't know, you know. And he didn't come on until a little bit later, though he did have a pretty great uh, postseason, including a touchdown in the Super Bowl. He's an interesting name because they have, obviously, Godwin and Evans there. Uh, and they throw the ball a lot, so there's targets to go around. But I'm very interested to see if Antonio Brown is a player that looks more like the Antonio Brown of the old that we knew, the dominant number one guy. You know, I don't really foresee that, but it wouldn't be a shocking thing to happen. All right, let's look at names here. Okay, Kenny Galladay is just plummeting down the board as well. I know not a lot of people are high on Kenny Galladay. I was really high on Kenny Galladay, but now I'm not so much, especially with the injury concerns. I have soured on Kenny Galladay a little bit as well. There goes Leonard Fournette, uh, so we're just seeing the Tampa players go now. <laughs> okay, so we're we're a couple of picks away here. Uh, what are we thinking? Uh, I will once again float out those wide receiver names, Juju, uh, Robbie Anderson. Uh, we're coming to something, uh, Devin Singletary. I know he's uh, 
his average draft position, excuse me, is is rated lower than we're talking about right now. Uh, but certainly a name that you're very confident in and excited I am. about. I am. Um, so that is uh, a running back to to think about considering, especially as we want to get some more depth there. Um, what are you What are you feeling? I like Robbie Anderson a lot more than Juju. I don't dislike Juju. I just feel like that's an offense where there's so many mouths to feed, and I think we saw Juju kind of. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for, diminish a little bit in his role last year as Chase Claypool elevated uh, and Deontay Johnson continued to be that that baseline of kind of a go-to guy. Obviously, they added Najee Harris, who's going to demand pass-catch work, and they really like Pat Fryermuth from from Penn State as well, who had two touchdowns in that one preseason game with Ben. So I just think that there's so many, you know, more mouths to feed in that offense and Juju might not. There goes Michael Thomas. And Juju might uh, nice. And Juju might not even be, you know, the, in the top three in terms of options. I just really think that Robbie Anderson will be a go-to guy for Sam Darnold. So if wide receivers are out, we're going. I think Robbie Anderson is a great pick here at the end of the seventh round. And then we could All look right, at yeah, definitely. And then we could look at you know possibly it would probably be a little bit of a reach to grab Singletary, uh, at, and in eight, um. We could probably wait until it comes back around, but uh, that's up to you, man. I don't know what your thoughts are. Yeah, so I I feel like I'm pretty in agreement here. If Robbie Anderson doesn't get picked right here, then he is our guy. Uh, I really like that. I feel really good about it. I do feel like that possibly single Terry could fall to our ninth. Robbie Anderson just went. You've got to be oh, kidding. Are you guys listening to son us son of a gun. <laughs> oh, rough. Okay. So... Uh, I come back to to either Juju or I slide down to a couple names that I like but I don't love of either DJ Chark or Brandon Cooks. What are your opinions there? Okay, we're talking about. I know you're talking about Juju, but let me give you his defense right now. Okay, go uh, ahead. He did still get a. He still did receive 128 targets uh, last year. I do think, even though Johnson is one of Ben's favorite targets, I think he looks for Juju in the end zone a lot. And in his preseason game with Ben, he did get targeted six times. Didn't turn into a lot of yards, but that's a lot of targets. My issue, I want to like a guy like DJ Chark, but the advanced statistics are actually just really awful for DJ Chark. I don't think he's quite as good as uh, we thought he was early on, especially when he had that connection with uh, with uh, Minshew for a while. Um I like Brandon Cooks. I think he's a stabilizing presence. I'm just worried about the passing for that team. I love Tarod Taylor. He'll forever have a seat at my table for what he did for Buffalo. I just am concerned about the passing game there. So I think if those are our three options, Juju's okay. I'm just tilting a little bit. I'm kind of bummed that Robbie just went. <laughs> I'm also bummed by that. All right, 35 seconds. Do go we ahead. just do something crazy and take Kenny Galladay for fun, or do we go with – my heart, I th- Juju Smith. I think that if Kenny Galladay ends up being healthy, I think he's more valuable than Juju. But we don't know about health, so I'll I I, I locked my phone. You just pick one of those two and and so tell me what it is. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with my guy Juju okay. Smith Schuster. It could be again a, a move where he has a game or two and, and we trade him for for something. But I think I totally hear you. Pittsburgh is a busy offense. We'll have to see if they get back to ground and pound with Harris. Uh, but I do think Juju, we're, we've been talking about floors. I think Juju Smith-Schuster is a relatively safe floor player. This is our first repeat 
player from last year. We also picked Juju last year, as we said at the top of the podcast. So this is our – we did trade him after week one, like I said, but this is our first repeat player. And got him back. I think he ended the year on our team. I actually do think we got him back, which is really funny. Like, we got the best games from Juju and jettisoned him off for all of his worst games. It was kind of incredible, and even that wasn't enough to overcome four of our top five picks being out for the year. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, yes, I, I do think that's a bummer that Robbie Anderson just went. He was obviously a player that I really like. But I do think for the bottom of the seventh, Juju's not bad at all. We just saw a slight run on tight ends. Mike Kosicki and Robert Tunyon just went, so we're back on the clock. Uh, this is something where, I don't know, I, I do think that we could probably wait for Devin Singletary. I don't think people are going to seek him out necessarily. So, let me, so let, me th- what you- let me throw you another running back out then. What are your thoughts on James Conner? I mean, you know, it's I, I, obviously uh, he's a friend of the show. Uh, went to high school with him. I, I have a ton of respect for him. I do think he will be more valuable in in Arizona than people are giving him credit for right now. I feel like we've just totally washed our hands. This was a, a borderline first, second round pick uh, a couple years ago. Definitely not a bad idea. I will say real quick, we have a minute 15. The rookie Michael Carter in New York, what, you're not, you've not mentioned this kid at all, but he is a definitely could be could be something. I'm not super high on Michael Carter. I do like him. I just worry about the Jets offense in general. I know that it's the, you know, LaFleur, Shanahan type zone run scheme system so that he fits in with that really well. I just also think that um, uh, Tevin Coleman is going to be bigger in that offense than we realize because he's also going to start the year as a running back. Uh, If we're talking about running backs here and it's not Singletary, I don't mind taking the shot on James Conner and then hoping Singletary comes back to kind of round out our running back room. Uh, But that's up to you. I'll I'll leave it up to you on this. Let's do it. I feel really, really strong about our wide receiver room right now. We're only carrying five bench spots in this league, so it's a small bench. I feel great about our wide receiver room with Adams Woods and Smith-Schuster. Let's go with James Conner. We're going to go with our eerie boy. We both moved. We're going to go with our eerie hometown pride and go James Conner. That's a reach. People are probably thinking that's really stupid, but hopefully when James Conner scores two touchdowns on Sunday, they're going to be like, oh, my God, they got him in the eighth. Well, yeah, and I think that, you know, we talked about how frustrating it was having Kenyon Drake last year because we were both really high on Kenyon Drake where Kyler Murray stole every one-yard goal line touchdown. (laughs) But – you know, and, and talk is talk is talk. You know, it's not action. But Kyler Murray is quoted as saying that he hopes that his running becomes more of a luxury and not a necessity. So, and that's probably the reason why they got a guy like James Conner to kind of punch in on the goal line. And we talked about it in our episode. I think he was my breakout for Arizona because I just when he was healthy last year when he played he was very good. So I I I, I just think that yeah there there's no dispute of talent for James Conner obviously he's not a Christian McCaffrey but it's it's been injuries mm-hmm. and and some questionable offensive line play for for Pittsburgh last year I think Arizona really worked on their offensive line this this year I think like I said I think a lot of people have written James Conner off because of the struggles and and not being on the field all the time and that's very fair we're often I, I know that I often talk about availability being one of the best abilities and he didn't show that in his later uh, couple of years in, in Pittsburgh but when he is on the field he's a great running back without a doubt without a doubt and I like I said when you 
we talked about five bench spots, but we have bench flexibility because of our tight end and running back, or our tight end and running, running tight end and quarterback, as well as now that we now that we're so solid at 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 tight end, quarterback, and wide receiver, we can afford to be having these take a shot type running backs because if we hit on any of them then we're going to have one of, if not the best roster in this league because we were so strong everywhere else and we hit on these late-round running backs. Yeah. So I hope that Devin Singletary will fall back to us and that will give us a four-pack of names that I really like. Obviously, Singletary and Connor being more of the risks, like I said, but still having Gus Edwards and, um, shoot, I'm forgetting, uh, Damian Harris. You know, I like that four-pack of running backs in that room. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, like, it's definitely they're, – they're not the Christian McCaffrey's, the Alvin Kamara's, the Dalvin Cook's, but we can make a real strong team out of this for sure. All right, let's take a look at this. Let's see, open this back up and take a look at the draft here, see how it's progressed. Oh, it's still going pretty slow. Say, <laughs> so, yeah, we've uh, – A.J. Dillon, Zach Moss – that Buffalo running back, uh, Logan Thomas, tight end for Washington, Dallas Goddard, and Kenyon Drake just went to not the owner of Josh Jacobs, which I find kind of surprising. Yeah, it's interesting. Obviously, we just talked about Kenyon Drake, and there goes Michael Carter, the guy that you mentioned. I we have no idea what Kenyon Drake's role is going to be, and we talked about it when we previewed that division. I just don't understand what the what the Raiders were going for this offseason. It just was so weird that they got rid of half of their line, which was top five last year, and then brought in another running back. For It was just they, it was so weird, and I want to like that team so much, and I want to root for Mayock and Gruden and, and Carr, but it just that team is so weird to me, and I don't really know what Kenyon's Drake role would even look like. So we are seeing a slight run on running backs. Like you said, Kenyon Drake, Michael Carter, Jamal Williams. Uh, the next two guys just took running backs in their last pick. And then those three, a lot of people just took running backs. So I feel like we might be fairly safe to grab Singletary. Yeah, because when it comes back on the turn, you're, for sure, they, they'll probably go go other places. They're probably not going to take the same position that they just took. Right. And obviously, sometimes in drafts, you never know, especially later. Obviously, I don't. I didn't come into the draft thinking that we were going to go tight end, wide receiver, quarterback. But, <laughs> but, but here we are. I'm not upset about it. Uh, but you never know what happens in fantasy football. And that's why it's so much fun because it's just kind of – and also why it's so frustrating at times as well. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. I always think the drafts are going to be quicker than they are. And here we are an hour into this draft, and I don't even think we're halfway through it. Or are we halfway through it? I don't know. Yeah, we are a little – there's 14 rounds. We might uh, maybe bail out the after the 12th or so. We'll go our hour and a half, so we have a little bit longer to go. But we'll give you the good meat, and we won't tell you what defense we drafted, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> I like ja- I like Jamal Williams this year as an option, especially if. Oh wait, did, were they, did they grab Swift? No. Ooh, this is another team that's weak at running back. Obviously, they got Kamara uh, with the third pick, but they're Kareem Hunt and Jamal Williams are their other two running backs, and they have Darren Waller, AJ Brown, and Kyler Murray. I don't really like that team. I don't love that team either. We just saw our first defense drafted. That's weird. Interesting. And it was Tampa Bay. <laughs> that's weird. I mean, they they're gonna. 
thinking they were going to continue that uh, postseason success. They were a scary defense. They definitely collected sacks. And, Kenny and Galladay did go. I think that's, that is super early for a defense. Kenny Galladay finally went. There goes Noah Fant, another that was a young tight end that uh, we really liked last year as well. Um, yeah. Ended up going. Brandon Cooks is still on the board, too. Brandon Cooks is still on the board. We did talk about him potentially at the seven. I would feel pretty adamant uh, if, again, this is all purely hypothetical. We have eight and like 14 picks to go between this. But if, in my opinion, if we got Singletary at 9 10 and then we came around 10 3 with Brandon Cooks, I would be, be awesome. That'd be awesome. I don't know if that. I, I, I have a bad feeling that Singletary is not going to make it all the way back to us. Um, but we'll see what happens. I feel I feel really confident that it's going to happen. It's also just weird to me that, and I don't know if it's just me being the crazy Bills fan, but I think it's funny to see what people's opinions are in drafts with ADP because Zach, we just talked about Zach Moss went a few picks after our last pick, which is like 10 picks ago now. And it's weird to me that everybody seems to think that like Moss is the guy when if you watched oh, any wow. of the... Seven, well, I- I was wrong. Singletary just went. Dang. Oh, well. We still have three pretty good running backs. Uh, If we continued looking at running backs, uh, names that I would potentially be interested in, uh, you know, we have everyone's fantasy darling of a couple five years ago, David Johnson. (laughs) (laughs) You have such a loyalty to David Johnson, man. Philip Lindsay, I know. I, I very much love him. Uh, wouldn't take him here, but Alexander Madison, we could go for when Dalvin Cook misses those two inevitable games. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's not a lot of, there's really not a lot of names that I love. I mean, later on in the draft, a guy like, like, there are other running backs that I like that I don't like. Ramondre Stevenson and James White, but the reality is, is you don't want to be painting yourself in a corner where you have multiple running backs from the same team that isn't like just a handcuff, but you never know. I just I don't sure. I don't love a lot of these running backs. I would consider David Johnson, but even then, I don't love it because they signed every running back. Yeah, they definitely did. <laughs> uh he, he didn't look bad in the preseason though. No, yeah, he did break off a pretty nice, I think, 20-plus-yard run. And uh, he'll definitely play a role on third down. Tyrod Taylor actually loves checking it down to the running back. Uh, It's one of the reasons why he he was kind of so frustrating at times in Buffalo because he just loved checking it down all the time. Um, But he does enjoy doing that, and I don't think that's a role that Mark Ingram will fill. It's one that Philip Lindsay could, but I definitely think that's more in – David Johnson's purview. Corey Davis, Sonny Michelle, and Tyler Boyd have gone. People are starting to slow down on the confidence of their drafting. Yep. Or unless maybe they're all hosting podcasts right now and talking about it. It appears that there are four people in the voice chat of this app. I don't know what that if that means that they're all just kind of hanging out there talking to each other, but uh, maybe that's, that's why. That's kind of cool, though. Maybe that's why it's taking longer. Um, with his average draft position, his ADP, uh, Jalen Waddle is actually a player that I 
have really been, I think, okay. really high on for a late round flyer. Talk to me about Jalen Waddle. Granted, everybody was out of the game, but in Tua's game with Jalen Waddle, like four of the first five plays were Jalen Waddle. There were like two runs, three pass catches. Like I said, Will Fuller wasn't in the game. Devontae Parker wasn't in the game. Mike Kosicki was in the game, so that's his other starter. But Tua went to his Alabama friend a lot. Well, and you can and, te- uh, you can tell a lot about a team's plans for a player with how they acquired them. So they traded down from 3 to 12 and made sure to trade back up to 6 because that was the guy they wanted the whole time. They said that, you know, they traded down because they felt 3 probably would have been too high, get some extra stuff. And then when they went down to 12, they were like, I think we're too far back. We need to be higher up to make sure we get our guy. So I, I, it's it's evident that they want him to be somewhat of a focal point. Yeah, uh, it's... It, it's definitely there goes David Johnson on what was basically an auto pick. Nice. So running back is looking scarce. I would continue to maybe think about Philip Lindsay because I do think he might get that third down work there. Uh, but we could definitely look at wide receivers. I don't know if you're still looking at the lists, but right now we're looking at Brandon Cooks, Jarvis Landry, and Jalen Waddle. I like all Auto three of them. I like all three of those guys for sure. I. I, I definitely really love Brandon Cooks. He's a, he's a late-round target that I've taken in a lot of leagues because I just think it's a reliable. It's, it's, Brandon Cooks has had the, the strangest career. He's been traded for so many first-round picks, and he's always good. It's never, it's never like somebody traded for Brandon Cooks and was like, oh, he was bad, let's get rid of him. It's just he's always good, and then people trade him anyway. It's so strange to me. Yeah, definitely has. I mean, Houston is his fourth team that he's played on. Uh, last year had 81 targets, uh, 1,150 yards, and six touchdowns. So didn't necessarily uh, break anything. But you know, we're not necessarily looking. We're 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 in the ninth bottom of the ninth round right now. So we're not necessarily looking at things that are gonna break. We're looking at at potential. And I think Jalen Hurts just went. We are on the clock. Right now, I'm talking. I'm looking at either Brandon Cooks with Terod Taylor or Jalen Waddle with Tua Tungavailo. What, what do you think here? I like Cooks a little bit better. I think there's more of a reliability there, knowing that he's definitely going to be the first target because there's barely any other wide receivers on that team that we know almost anything about, other than some rookies. Uh, they are going to run the ball, but after that, he's going to be their the, the first option. Uh, but I also see a scenario where we take Cooks here and Waddle's still there with our next pick, and we get both of them. Because at this point, I'm, I'm punting on the running back position. We could take random guys later if we want to, but it would just be considered okay, re- Yeah, I'm all about that. Yeah. It would just be considered— We're going Brandon— I love it. Going Brandon Cooks. I love it. It's just— I think I think that's great. We've backed ourselves into a corner, which is, is hard, but it's for good reason. It's because our roster is so good other places. But the reality is, is there are always— especially at the running back position, but in every position of fantasy football, there are guys that you get later that were waiver wire picks that end up being lock in spots. So, you know, we'll be a team that is looking at trade offers and looking at the waiver wire to improve at the running back position and hope we hit on a guy like James Conner, you know, uh, or, you know, maybe another running back that we take later because we're definitely going to take one or two more. But at this point, I, I It'd be forcing it for to take a guy like Philip Lindsay in my mind, where where there are when there's such value in in the wide receiver position left on the board. 
Sure. I definitely hear you. I think, like we said, I was talking about, this is a small draft or a small uh, bench for us here. So we still have three bench positions. If we did come around, I actually really like the what you were talking about. If we came back and got Waddle, I think that's great. I think that locks in a really safe floor wide receiver room, but also high ceiling. Well, well you're right, because then that, what happens is you never win your league at the draft. It's just a foundation. But then what we've had here is our top three guys are, are great, and then we've built out some floor in a, in a Brandon Cooks play. And then if a guy like Waddle is someone who goes off, then you – he could be used in either a trade piece or we could end up trading one of our other higher up guys knowing that, okay, we have this guy in here now and flip the board and sort of even out our team even more. He's definitely a piece that could end up being super valuable if he continues to be a player that they want to have as a focal point. Like I said, they drafted specifically for him to be. So, Yeah, uh, that that is my pick right now, that we have one pick to go before we get there. We'll have to see what happens with it. Uh, And obviously a report before they ever play an official football game means nothing, but uh, I'm totally forgetting his name. Trey Fields, is it Trey Fields at ESPN? Wait, Trey Lance? No, there's an ESPN reporter that does fantasy that I can't remember his name quite off the top of my head, which I apologize about, but he said uh, Jalen Waddell was most likely to be this year's Justin Jefferson. So if oh, we can get this okay. year's Justin Jefferson and the 10th, I think that's a that's a, that's a a win. That's cool, Ryan yeah. Tannehill just went, well, okay. I'm, I'm pulling the trigger on Waddle. Let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. I love it. So give us the rundown of the team one more time because I think it's pretty good. Uh, the rundown of our team. So our starters right now are Patrick Mahomes, a quarterback. Gus Edwards and Damian Harris at running back. Devontae Adams and Robert Woods as our starting wide receivers. We have Travis Kels at tight end. Juju Smith-Schuster in our flex position. No kicker in defense taken yet. Our bench consists of James Conner, Brandon Cooks, and Jalen Waddell. Pretty freaking great. I love it. I like it. It's a it di- is obviously a little bit scary, like we said, talking yeah. about those running backs. Uh, but I, I think the way we went into this... Like we said, we we didn't draft necessarily like we've ever done before, but I think we have a really solid team here. Yeah, and you know, obviously Gus Edwards is not really a household name, uh, mostly because they were so high on J.K. Dobbins this year. But he's going to be a number one running back. But Gus Edwards, he's, yeah, he's going to be their. He's going to be the number one running he back. Did, he did well last year. He he carried the ball 144 times. That number is more likely or is going to go up. They're going to sign somebody, but we don't necessarily know how that'll play into it. He's averaged over five yards carry his entire career. Last year, he capped off with six touchdowns uh, near the red zone. So I think when you get down there in the red zone, they're going to want – he's called Gus the bus for a reason. <laughs> uh, Lamar Jackson is always going to make something shifty happen down in the end zone. So, you know, getting getting a running back in that Baltimore offense is not going to be a bad I will, whatsoever. I will also say this. I wouldn't mind, especially with the news that we read today and you mentioning the Justice Hill thing, if later in this draft – we do take a flyer on our bench with like a Le'Veon Bell thinking whether, you know, maybe that he's a guy that ends up getting signed, you know, just to have that as a possibility so that there's not the fear of, you know, they sign Le'Veon and then all of a sudden he becomes the guy. And then we sitting there with our, our number one running back is a number two running back for a team, <laughs> which would really, would sure really bite. Um, so I wouldn't mind later in the draft taking a flyer on that. We'll have to see if, I don't know if he'd be a guy no, that, that other people would take, but in our last couple of picks, you know, just saying, you know what, this yeah, is no, our final. I, 
definitely hear you. I definitely am not opposed to that idea. I don't think that's dumb whatsoever. I think it's obviously this is a situation where we need to be ahead of the curve before the curve happens. Right. Because it could, we could draft Le'Veon Bell and then they sign Freeman. Um, or uh, obviously he doesn't uh, have of the name or the clout that a Bell or even a Freeman does. But the guy that's on the roster right now that uh, is, is still healthy is Tyson Williams, uh, a second-year player. He spent last year on the practice squad. There is some buzz uh, about him, yeah. You know, so I don't know. I mean, I definitely think that you're absolutely right. We don't want to have egg on our face having Gus Edwards with not having him be the guy. I just don't know which one to take. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. And I uh, – it really would uh, – it would just be such a shame if our number one running back ended up being a number two. But I still think they re-signed Gus Edwards for a reason this offseason. Like, they gave him an extension this offseason. He was always going to be a part of their uh, of their plans this year, even with Dobbins, because they're that run-first team. So I feel great about that. And, I mean, I have risen on Damian Harris over and over again. And the biggest thing is, and I was listening to – what podcast was I listening to? I listened to the Bill Simmons podcast, and he's a big Patriots fan. And he was talking about how Belichick always does this thing where it, at the end of games, at the end of seasons, if he feels like there's nothing else to accomplish, like if they've locked up a seed or last year being they weren't going to go anywhere, he just shuts people down. He's like, I'm not, you're not, I don't need to get hurt. You're too valuable. And then he basically just shut down Damon Harris at the end of the year and stopped using him as much because he was like, I don't need you to get hurt at the end of this year. You're not, this isn't a good season. But that, obviously, in the preseason, he was the number one guy every single time, whereas the rotation behind him was always different. You know, we saw Ramondre sure, get some sure. work. We saw White get some work. So it was always different behind him to figure that out, and then they obviously traded Michelle away. But, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really high on both of those players. So I think that if they both end up being the guys for the full year, then we just knocked it out of the park with our draft. It's a risk, but it's a risk because we took awesome players at other positions. Oh, yeah. Let's go. We're crushing this. I feel good about this team, man. Let's just hope that, again, it doesn't happen like last year. I won't say it out loud, though. (laughs) (laughs) There goes Jacoby Myers. That's another guy that I really liked late. For the Patriots. Yeah, that is definitely a name that definitely warrants... uh, this position because he absolutely does have potential. He showed it last year and it'd be fun to see a Jacoby Myers kind of come on it and become kind of a dominant name, if you will. I have to ask, is this, uh, uh, what's his name? Tat Tonka, whatever. Is he a Jets fan? His last three picks were Michael Carter, Corey Davis, and Elijah Moore. <laughs> yeah, they're talking. Somebody just said it in the, the chat. Uh, is Tatanka the one that did it? Because yeah. he said three Jets in a row. Yeah. WTF. Tatanka. And then Tatanka's. Wong Swanson said, oh, he's the one that's drunk. <laughs> oh, jeez, I'm crow. Um, well, there goes Curtis Samuel, a player that I highlighted as a potential breakout player. Marvin Jones, another really, really good uh, floor player for sure. Really like Marvin Jones this year better than DJ Chark. I actually think that Marvin Jones could end up being the lead 
and the leader in the pack for uh, for Jacksonville because I just think he's super reliable. All right. All right. Have him in a in a bunch of. This is funny because I did my uh, cousins league draft last night um, before I went to bed, and that's the. Um, that's the league where I won twice in a row and last year lost in the ti- lost in the title game. So my three peat was snagged from underneath me by my uncle himself, and I also went quarterback early in that league. I ended up taking Lamar Jackson. Nice. Yeah. You know he was the winner of a lot of leagues for people just two years ago. Well, I went the same. It probably some- got overdrafted because of that. Last year, right, starting to see a run on buff on defense. Buffalo Bills defense just went. Well, this is the last couple of picks, so. I mean, kinda. We're in the eleventh round. There's fourteen rounds. Three picks left. How do you feel about that Buffalo Bills defense going? I actually think that Buffalo is a really sneaky defense play this year because. Buffalo's defense wasn't quite as good last year. Um, and where you get most of your fantasy points are sacks and turnovers. I think we're primed to be much better turnover regression. But, you know, they hammered home the defensive line in the draft this year. And I really liked what, what uh, Carlos Basham and Greg Rousseau looked like in the preseason. I really think that we're going to be one of those surprise sack teams this year. So I really think that that's a great a great uh, defense to have in fantasy. I was going to suggest them when it came around to that point in time, but I didn't expect them to go that early. Say, I don't know if I would. I totally hear you. It makes sense. But I don't know if I would take them over teams like Washington. Well, how do you feel about Washington? I'm actually, I'm actually kind of wor- a little bit wor- worried about Washington's defense this year. They did lose a couple of guys. I don't think they're as deep as they were last year, but they also did play a pretty favorable schedule last year in terms of offenses. Like They didn't play a ton of really great offenses, so I feel like maybe they looked a little bit better than they are. And you know, but I do love Washington. I do think they're a really great defense. But I'm interested to see now that they have a first-place schedule this year if they will look as good. Fair. I'll answer that. We are on the clock. We just saw oh, a okay. quick run of defenses, so we're on the clock already. Uh, obviously, we could look at a defense. We could be like the crowd or here. Well, you know uh, what? Naeem we've been Hines, Phil- we've been we've been weird this whole draft. Do you want to be weird again? Be the first team to take a kicker and just go Justin Tucker. Go our guy <laughs> Justin Tucker. <laughs> Like, Let's do it. Yes. <laughs> that spike on that audio is going to be glorious. I love it. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Um, this people is, are like, what are these guys doing? This is the strangest <laughs> team in the world, and I love it so much. All right, cool. Chuba Hubbard did just go. Nice. Um, okay, so who are we going to look at? Um, oh, I'm surprised Marquez Callaway was fell as, as late as he did in the in the ninth round. A lot of people are very high on Marquez Callaway. He's definitely shown out in this preseason, shown a good connection with Jameis Winston, who was named the starting quarterback. So, uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, let's let's talk here. So we have three picks to get back to us. Looking at those running backs, Naeem Hines, Philip Lindsay. Uh, we're looking at wide receivers. There's Hollywood Brown. There's Russell Gage, who I really like. Uh, we can go for the frustrating 
yet reliable Cole Beasley. <laughs> we could go uh, Rondell Moore, who has gotten the ball in all sorts of ways, similar to Jalen Waddell. I'll Although say this. I want to get to gadgety wide receiver rookies. I'll say this. If we go wide receiver, I like the Cole Beasley pick because uh, we definitely have some risk in other places on the roster, so I like having that. But I feel like we should we need we definitely need at least one more running back. And for to me it comes down between Lindsay and Tevin Coleman, who's gonna start the year as a starting running back. Like he will get the first carries for the Jets. And I know people are high on the rookie Michael Carter, but you know, running back is a position where we hope gets stronger later in terms of trades or pickups. It might be really good to have a running back like Tevin Coleman who we know is gonna come out as the number one back. All right, yeah, no, definitely great pick. Not a name that I'd seen. I I really like that pick here. Do you? Okay, we're on the clock. Do you wanna Do you wanna go with him? Yeah, let's do that. Just because we know he's gonna be a, right. a starter right off the bat, and if it turns out that you know Michael Carter takes over and Tevin Coleman no longer has a role, then we move on from him. You know, it's the last couple of weeks. Yeah, it's it's not it's not even as if we draft him in the fourth round. It's totally different. So. I've actually seen we Tevin saw a Coleman team go take a lot two defenses too. now. Oh my goodness, what is happening in this league? <laughs> this is the strangest league, man. Well, it is called the Nathan Peterman Fan Club, so that is important. They took San Francisco and Cleveland. Interesting. Okay, so right now our team: Patrick Mahomes, Gus Edwards, Damian Harris, Devonte Adams, Robert Woods, Travis Kelsey, Juju Smith-Schuster, and Justin Tucker. Fantastic starting lineup. Then we've got James Conner, Brandon Cooks, Jalen Waddle, and Tevin Coleman on our bench. Um, I think that's a pretty good bench. That's pretty great bench, absolutely. You've got some boom and bust right there in both in both spots. Um, so we need a defense and one more bench player. Are we thinking uh, take another shot at another running back, or do we just go for as much depth as we can at the wide receiver position, knowing that there's some really good options still on the board? I also like a guy like Sterling Shepard. Um, who Sterling Shepard is is gaining some some traction uh, as camp has wound down. Excuse me. Um, there goes Pittsburgh defense. So almost everybody has a defense now except us. <laughs> uh, but that's okay. Uh, that's a really great name. I'm surprised when I said the name Russell Gage, you didn't really bite talking about your Atlanta Falcons. Oh, I it was mostly just because I was excited about the prospect of taking Justin Tucker and then. Tevin Coleman, but I do like Russell Gage. I really think that, like I said, I think Atlanta's going to surprise us here, and that Matt Ryan is still going to be great. Matt Ryan has been great for most of his career, and they're going to throw the ball a lot. My only concern is that I do think Kyle Pitts will take a lot of targets, but like I said earlier, he's still a rookie tight end, and Russell Gage is the number two guy, and Russell Gage was valuable for inviolable for fantasy last year when he was the number three guy. So yeah, if Russell Gage yeah, is there... still. He still had 110 targets last year. He averaged uh, almost 11 a catch and had four touchdowns. I think that number could very well go up for him. If Russell Gage falls us to 13-10, I feel really good about yeah, rounding out absolutely. that wide receiver room there. I would say my two right Cole there. Cole Beasley just went, nice. which is the other guy I would have really considered. Uh, so having that, I'm kind of all aboard the Russell Gage Yeah, train. if Gage gets back to us, I'll be ecstatic. If not, I would really like to take the – the shot on Sterling Shepard, we talked about getting Kenny Dolliday's injury concerns for sure. I think Shepard will be probably the number one guy to start the year. 
Um, it seems like Daniel Jones really likes to go to him, and he's a really good player. Um, but if that's if neither of those guys are on the board, then uh, I say we just close our eyes and pick. Yeah, no, I definitely, definitely do think Sterling Shepard for being at the end of this draft is not a bad idea. And obviously, like I said, reports and and hypothetical stories that come out before the season don't really mean much. But uh, Dan Dugan of The Athletic said that he expects Sterling Shepard to lead Giants in catches this year. So You're expecting who to lead? Uh, well, I was quoting an article that Dan Dugan of The Athletic wrote oh. about Sterling Shepard leading right. the Giants in right. yes. receptions. Yes, 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 yes. Tony Jones, another young player that people are very high on because of how he performed in the preseason. Um, people believing him to be the number two. I think that's also the that's also the Alvin Kamara team, so there's a handcuff for you. There goes our boy Philip Lindsay. We've been talking about him. Man, that uh, Tatanka really loves the AFC East. He went Michael Carter, Corey Davis, Elijah Moore, Buffalo Bills defense, and Cole Beasley in the last five picks. <laughs> Tatanka. Tatanka. What a goofball that guy is. Well, so theoretically, we only need to wait a turn to round out our draft for our listeners. So I think we just go a couple minutes over. Sure, why not? Which defense we got then as well. Uh, but there's some interesting names. So we, we're pretty locked in with what we want to do with the 13th pick here. And unless one of those guys goes that I don't think they will, I think people are going to have to start drafting kickers, which are starting to go right this minute. Um, what do you what are you thinking for our defense? So I'm, or do you just want to do your thing where you don't draft a defense? You do that sometimes. Sometimes I do that, but not in a draft that's literally less than a week away from opening day. I like to do that in earlier drafts because you don't need one right away. Um, so what I like to do now that a lot of defenses are already off the board and some of my favorite flyers are gone, uh, I like to just look at the matchups and th- you know look who has the most favorable matchup week one. Um, I don't really love the Patriots or the Dolphins. I like them as units, um, but I just don't love them playing each other week one. Um, I don't like the Colts. So I, I will say real quick, you don't think – so Miami's a sneaky defense. We've talked about that. I like they Miami. I do. Lead, they lead – I think for week two would be awful, but you don't trust uh, – that, that defense that leads the NFL in consecutive games with a turnover against a rookie quarterback this year for week one? I wouldn't hate it. Uh, the, the one team that I was uh, going to land on when talking about that was the Chargers. Um, I really like a lot okay. of their sure, – sure, sure. I like a lot of their returning players, and I think that Washington's offense will be better, but Washington is also not the strongest offense, and we know that Ryan Fitzpatrick has a propensity for turnovers – but yeah, I actually I don't sure. hate I don't hate Miami as a defensive option. It does look like we're gonna get our guy Russell Gage though. I don't know. I feel like Devin something's listening to our show and yeah, he's like alive Robbie right Anderson now. from us. Robbie Anderson. Although I will say, and again, watch I'm gonna jinx this. He's gonna take Russell Gage. We haven't gotten sniped really at all. Like there there are a couple of players. That, no, just just one time. Yeah, there were a couple of players that we talked about, and they were like, okay, they're gone. But they're like the only time that. Like, every time we've said this is the guy we're going to go with the next round, he's they've pretty much fallen to us, which is kind of fun. 
I don't know. Devin Law's taking a long time. He's searching those names. I'm really confused about the person that took two defenses. Yeah, I don't understand that at all. <laughs> <laughs> and then somebody took Rashad Bateman, who's on IR. Like, season-ending IR? Uh, no, he could come back after week four. Which I guess. All right, so we're going to go with Russell yeah, Gage. Yeah, Russell Gage. Love it. And then if Miami's there, we'll take Miami's defense. Well, I mean, like, let's just talk about the other names real quick. Uh, Ryan Sucker just went, so we did. I did. So Mac Jones is starting. He's the starter now. Uh, you have Minnesota, Carolina has been jetsoning up uh, some some players. They're playing New York, so they have the rookie Zach Wilson uh, to play against. I I don't hate that. That's true. Uh, That's true. I hear what you're saying about Chargers versus Washington. Obviously, they're getting Derwin James back. I think that's a huge chess piece which is a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, I'm definitely not sold on taking the Dolphins, especially with I also, they I also, are going to have to be a pretty quick drop. Yeah, I also don't hate the Giants' defense. They're going to be playing Denver. Uh, obviously, you know, we don't know what the quarterback position will will play out like that, that first week with – we talked about Teddy being a little bit better with protecting the ball and being a little bit more reliable. But there's still question marks there, and the Giants have a really good defense. But I would say between Miami and and uh, um, okay, we are on the clock right now. Right now, my choice is is the Dolphins, but it's only good for Week One because they're playing Buffalo Week Two, and I don't think that spells good success. Well, I think we'll they might have a turnover, but it's gonna it's gonna be bad. We'll just play matchup like, to matchup. Or hear me out, hear me out. We still have a couple seconds to talk about it. The Carolina Panthers they open in New York. New Orleans, which is obviously – it's not the New Orleans of old. They could have Jameis Winston getting picks and whatnot. And then Houston, week three. We could have a defense for three weeks potentially. I don't hate that. And it what is do you think about that? A little hometown pick. All right. We're going to go with the Carolina Panthers. Awesome. And that is our team, that everybody. Can... So here we go. Our final read down for simultaneous catch right now. And then we'll get Adam's comments. Yeah, so we've got – him off because I'm a yeah, <laughs> It's awesome. We got uh... – a really awesome team here. Obviously, we started with Travis Kelsey in the first round and then on the turn grabbed Devontae Adams. Super solid. Uh, we were in, in awe that Patrick Mahomes fell to the very end of the third round where we took him. Uh, we followed that up with Robert Woods and Gus Edwards, followed by Damian Harris, Juju Smith-Schuster. Then we went James Conner, Brandon Cooks, Jalen Waddell. Um, now I'm getting lost here. And then we grabbed Justin Tucker and rounding out the draft <laughs> with guys like Tevin Coleman and Russell Gage and of course the Carolina Panthers. I really, really love this team. I like I said, it's it's the weird one of the weirder teams that I've ever drafted, but I feel so awesome knowing that we've got Mahomes and Kelsey locked in every week. And then we still have guys like Devontae Adams and Robert Woods, two of the most reliable players in the entire NFL. I will say we did not go with the strategy you were talking about of trying to be ahead of the curve as far as the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, so unless somebody takes Le'Veon Bell or uh, Devontae Freeman, Devonta Freeman, I think, uh, in the last six rounds, six picks, excuse me, uh, they'll probably be on the waiver wire. Something for us definitely to monitor. Yes, it'll be something that we that we watch um, very closely as the season or as the. As things progress, um, I also, uh, obviously it's 
six days away from from opening day here, which is super super exciting. Um, but you know, if a player like Le'Veon gets signed in the next day or two, he's probably not going to be super viable for the first week or so anyway, um, as he would have to get yeah. integrated to the offense. So so it's something we'll, we'll monitor for sure. But I still feel really good with Gus Bus. Gus Bus, and we will have a relatively high waiver claim being at the end of the draft. So. We'll see what happens. I feel very good about it. How do you feel about it? Simultaneous catch. I, 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 I'm really thrilled. This is definitely, like you said a couple times, this is unlike anything that I've seen uh, happen. I think it's really exciting. This is going to be the first time in Pat Mahomes' career that I've had Pat Mahomes as my fantasy quarterback, which is kind of cool. Yeah, I don't think uh, I've ever had him either. It, it, it's different, but I think we're talking about the, the floor and the ceiling that we have like we said, I think with our first three picks, we got potentially the top players at their respective positions. So it, it's good. I feel I'm awesome about that. So, yeah, obviously some things have got to fall our way in the running up position. Uh, we definitely have ammunition to, to do some moves if we have to and need be. And we'll obviously talk about trades and stuff as the season goes when we have our little fantasy corner at the end of every episode. Uh, but very excited. Anything else you want to say, bud? There we go. Uh, no, I'm feeling good. Everybody, thanks so much for tuning in to our second annual live fantasy draft. This is exciting. And, uh, yeah, so we will check in with you as the season progresses. Thanks for listening. Absolutely. Make sure you follow our Instagram, at Simultaneous Catch, as well as our Facebook, which is the same. We don't use it quite as much anymore. But uh, we'll be there. We're very excited. Week one starts in a couple of days. Thanks for listening, everybody. What, what? God bless.